0: Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It is Tuesday, December 29th, 2020. I'm Andrew Hanson. Thank you so much for joining me. Today is a 10 game NBA podcast. I'm gonna go game by game, solo here. And most important thing to mention is that uh, Coach is not on the podcast today. We miss him, he is battling COVID for the second time. So please continue to, sh- to send your positive thoughts and energy and vibes to him. We want him back here on the podcast as soon as possible, and he misses all of you, so uh, we're thinking about you, coach. All right, I'm going to go game by game here like we always do and try to help you get ready for your DraftKings and FanDuel lineups. At the end of all this, if you want to get our lineups, there are two ways to join us. If you're watching on YouTube, look at the bottom for that tremendous offer from betus.com.pa, One forty-nine at BetUS, and you get a free membership with us all the way until April 1st. Our lineups every slate on FanDuel. We give a cash lineup, a GPP lineup, the DraftKings coaches clipboard with core plays and pivots. If you're not interested in the sports betting you can still become a member. Go right to our website dfscoachtalk.com. Sign up there for whatever length of time you want and we'll get you into discord with an email and then that's where we give out our lineups 30 minutes before lock. We all know that uh, NBA lock gets crazy, so we wait till 30 minutes to get those uh, starting lineups for the first set of games. And then we update our members all throughout the night uh, with pivots and uh, changes in value. And on this particular slate, we have five games tipping off at 7 o'clock Eastern, half the slate. Uh, So I I like this uh, situation. We get lots of news uh, before the slate starts. Uh, in terms of the big picture, only one game here has a total over 230 on BetUS. That's the Chicago-Washington game. We'll get to that in a bit. And six of the six of the teams here out of 20 are involved in a back-to-back. So I'll mention that as we go. All right, game one here, the Knicks and the Cavaliers. How about Cleveland? 3-0 and to start the season and their favorite in their fourth game. You know, they have played Charlotte. Detroit and Philly, and Philly was without Embiid. So uh, let's we'll, we'll, we'll hold our horses a little bit um, before we, we name them a playoff team this year. But big injury news on the Cleveland side today. Kevin Porter Jr. continues to be out. Okoro is out. Windler is out. And Kevin Love is now out for three to four weeks with a calf strain. So all of a sudden, it's Larry Nance Jr. time. And I do like his price, especially on FanDuel at 5500 I think he should get big minutes, big usage, big usage. We've seen so many times how when he gets to start and he gets a lot of minutes, he can really smash, you know, mixing in blocks, three-pointers, rebounds. A little bit more expensive on DraftKings at 6300 The other guy here who gets a bump is Chetty Osman. You know, and he's right at that price where you could think about it, 5100 on DraftKings, 42 on FanDuel. So I don't, I think it's probably unlikely that I get to him today. But he is worth mentioning. This is a, you know, he is a guy that can pay off value and be a little bit under-owned. On the next side, um, we've got the, the trio here that we've been talking about throughout the preseason in terms of the increased minutes with Thibodeau, increased usage. That's, of course, Alfred Payton, R.J. Barrett, and Julius Randle. And I think two of them are, are really strongly in play here. Peyton being the first, he's a really uh, great price on both sides. 5500 on DraftKings, only 4800 on FanDuel as a point guard. He's coming off that game with 27, 3 and 7. And there are injuries on the Knicks side that influence this as well. Quigley is out. Uh, Dennis Smith Jr. is out. Burks is doubtful. And Obi Toppin continues to be out. So. Those, uh, those injuries, those absences give a little bit of boost to Peyton and Randall, and he's coming off that monster game against Milwaukee, 29, 14, and 7. Now he's much more pricey, 8,200 on DraftKings, 7,700 on FanDuel, but he's in play for me on both sites. It was a, a total of 61 DraftKings points in that game against Milwaukee. And I don't know if we can bank on 61 here, but if we get 50, uh, DraftKings points, I'll be happy with Randall. And, uh, you know, as we've talked about, those minutes are strong. The usage is strong with Thibodeau. So very solid play there. All right, game two, we've got Golden State traveling to Detroit. Golden State 1-2 and, and Detroit 0-3 oh and three, coming in on a back-to-back. Both of these teams have been weak defensively. Golden State giving up an average of 130 points per game. Detroit, 127, I think it is. So you can score on these teams. Uh, The problem is these two teams are not the best. They haven't been clicking yet offensively. Golden State getting there, looking much better against Chicago. Uh, Our man, Steph Curry, shot 15 threes in that last game. Put up 36-2-6. and So I really like where he's at. Uh, the problem is the, the pricing. 9600 on DraftKings, 9400 on FanDuel. I've been playing Curry a lot here, and I'd love to play him against this poor defensive team in Detroit. But very expensive, so that, that'll be the one drawback. I don't think he's going to make my first lineup, but uh, probably my second lineup I'll find a way to get him, get him in there. Now the other guys for Golden State that I would look at are Andrew Wiggins. He's a nice price, and he's been a little bit cold offensively, but he picked it up against Chicago 19-9-4, and, and he's only 6200 as a shooting guard on FanDuel. You could look there. There's a lot of good players, a lot of good prices on FanDuel for shooting guards tonight, so that one's going to be a tough decision to make. Again, I don't think he'll make my first lineup. And then Wiseman is still pretty cheap on FanDuel at 5200 He had a bit of a dud in the last game against Chicago. I think he can bounce back here and be solid. And Coach Kerr is talking about how pretty soon here the, the minutes are going to ramp up. So if we get a little bit of an uptick, that'd be, that'd be quite nice. So keep an eye on Wiseman. Over on the Detroit side, we've got... Uh, Derek Rose and Blake Griffin coming back into the lineup after they sat out the front end of that back-to-back. So that's going to really take away from the attraction to a lot of these Detroit guys who are values on the last slate. A guy like DeLon Wright is still playable, 4,200 on FanDuel at shooting guard. He's at two solid games in a row, one as a starter, one off the bench. So you like the role that he's developing there. And then Jeremy Grant is probably the guy that I'd actually consider today in, in one of my first lineups. He's only 5,700 as a small forward on FanDuel. So uh, play around with that. Uh, he could make the lineup. All right, Game 3. We've got the Celtics and the Pacers. This is a rematch from their game on Sunday. Uh, Indiana snuck, snuck that one in with a W 108-107. As Tatum did not hit the buzzer beater like he did against Milwaukee, um, this one is more of a more of a game that I want to watch than invest in in terms of DFS. Uh, the total here is 218, and it's a pick 'em. So I think we'll get uh, another game with solid to heavy minutes from the starters, but they're pretty pricey. You look at Tatum; he's under 9,000 on DraftKings but I don't know if I want to go there. Same thing with Sabonis on the other side. Playing great, but 8,600 and 8,900 on the two sites is is just a little bit steep in in this lower total game. On the Celtics side, I do want to mention Peyton Pritchard. We gave him out as a GPP play on the last slate on DraftKings, and he paid off value. He went 6x, perfect 5-for-5 from the field, 3-for-3 on threes, uh, playing there in front of his dad. Uh, that was the key narrative there, uh, who's an executive with the Pacers. But I, I don't think I'm going to go back there again today on this big of a slate and don't expect him to be perfect from the field again. So uh, for me, it's probably a complete pass on the Celtics. With Indiana, I uh, mentioned Sabonis, and then there's Brogdon, who's I really like how he's playing, but he's you know right at that cash game price, $7,200. DraftKings 75 on FanDuel, not sure we can expect 50 fantasy points from him. So uh, only a cash game option for me. And then TJ Warren, uh, here's a guy that I would actually play on FanDuel 5,100 as a small forward. He played 38 minutes in that last game against Boston. So I really like uh, where he's at, and I think this could be a spot where it gets uh, a bit more production than the last game and pays off value. I think he's most likely to hit value. Uh, for anyone in this game in terms of their pricing. All right, game four here, cruising right along. We've got Toronto and Philadelphia. Another 7 o'clock tip, another low total, 218.5 on BetUS. And Philly, the 1.5 point home favorites. Toronto, rough start here, 0-2. The nice thing about them from a DFS perspective is that Nick Nurse is basically going with an eight-man rotation. That's what he did in that last game against San Antonio. Uh, so that helps a little bit. But it is uh, again a lower total game, so we're not not expecting a shootout. The guards for for Toronto are, you know, again, right in that difficult pricing range, mid seven thousands for Lowry and Van Vliet. I think you could go with one of them. I, I love how Van Vliet got up more than ten 3 pointers in that last game. We talked last year on our podcast about how how many threes he shoots. And we know that they play big minutes. So so Van Vliet could certainly go off. I think he'll be lower ownership. Siakam is a little bit pricey for me. I'd rather go with Julius Randle in that that price range. Boucher off the bench, that could be a GPP play on DraftKings at 5,800. And that reminds me, we had a question on Twitter. About the utility spot on DraftKings. So I wanted to mention that. I uh, appreciate the question uh, from Adam on Twitter. And for everyone else, feel free to send us questions. You can find us on Twitter at DFS Coach Talk. I'm at Language Olympic. The coach is at J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. And our main Shane, who's grinding football right now, he is at D-E-T Sports Shane. Now in terms of the utility position on DraftKings, the the way that I like to use it the most, uh, compared to FanDuel in a way that you can't, is you can get a second center on DraftKings. Uh, For these guys that are only center eligible, you can get two of them in there, and on FanDuel you can't. There's only one center spot. So that's the biggest change on DraftKings, is keep an eye on that. When there's a slate, when there's two guys who are only center eligible, mix and match. And, you know Sometimes there's three or four that I really like, and that's the situation if you're playing multiple lineups. Then you mix and match the, the two center spots. Um, sometimes you get the whole range of expensive, mid-range, and value plays that are attractive. The other thing to keep in mind here on DraftKings, make sure you always play the guy in the utility spot who's in the later game. Because if we've learned anything in the last 12 months, it's that We can't really count on any game actually being played or any player actually playing. It could be a scratch for COVID, game could be canceled. So you always wanna have your your guy in the utility spot who's in the later game. Anything pops with news, whether it's with that player or that team or somebody else, and all of a sudden there's this crazy value, then you wanna be able to to sub in anyone at any position. You don't wanna be locked into the center position on DraftKings uh, with a late game player. So that's the the most important thing to keep in mind about the utility spot. And then getting back to our question from Twitter, you know, the center approach in the utility spot is one way to take advantage of it. Um, but it, it depends on the slate. So you may have some slates where you only like one center. Uh, some, some, some slates there are, I don't like any of the centers uh, on DraftKings who, who you can only use as a center. And then it's a great situation to, to play one of those guys who's power forward or center eligible, a guy like Zion. So then you make him your center, uh, and you're not do, you're not using utility for a second center. You're using it for the other thing I love about it, which is, you know, what if you get three point guards who you can only use as a point guard that you love? On FanDuel, you can't play all three. You can only play two. On DraftKings, you can. Use the point guard spot, the guard spot, and the utility spot and get in three, guard, three point guards that you love. And that's another thing that happens a lot on DraftKings. Uh, of course, the way the NBA is trending, such high usage for these point guards that uh, sometimes that's the, the build that makes the most sense. So I hope that helps with the use of the utility spot. And uh, again, look forward to more questions for you from you on Twitter. Now, getting back to the Toronto Philly game, on the Philly side, we've got Embiid Probable to come back into the lineup dealing with the back injury. So that, that changes things. I think he's too expensive on this slate, so I'm not going to play him. Danny Green would be a GPP play uh, potentially. On DraftKings, he's only 3500 And he's like the definition of a GPP play because his minutes are inconsistent, 18, 28, and 18. His usage is inconsistent. But he's a guy who does have a pretty good ceiling, a very high ceiling for that price. Um, you know, he... You see, when he gets three or four steals, hits three or four three-pointers, he's a great play. He can help you take down the tournament. Uh, but his inconsistency is so strong that you know he makes me feel uncomfortable as a GPP play. So I may not play him tonight. Just want to mention that he is going against his former team. And then Tobias Harris, always solid. 6,400 on FanDuel. A little bit more attractive over there as a small forward. You, you could look there. But for me, it's mostly a pass game. And I'm going to turn to this next one. This is the high total game that I'm excited about. Chicago and Washington. And it's the only game over 230. And it's all the way up at 237. Chicago against Washington. Washington, the 6.5 point home favorites. Now this is another combination of teams that has been very poor defensively. Chicago giving up 126 per game. And each game at least 124. And then... Washington giving up at least, or, or an average of 121 per game. So looking for no defense, high scoring here. Definitely want to get uh, a fair amount of exposure to this game. And we've got some news, of course, in terms of the lineups. On the Chicago side, we have uh, Laurie Markinen questionable, and Thaddeus Young has declared that he is now available. So at this point, recording this, Early afternoon here on Tuesday. It's going to be up to Coach Donovan if he plays, and that's going to be a big piece of news. Does he play, and who starts? Does Otto Porter start? If he does, I like him as a value play today. 5400 on DraftKings, 4300 as a small forward on FanDuel. And for once, this is a day where I'm mentioning a lot of small forwards that I like on FanDuel. So that's that's kind of a nice uh, nice benefit, nice change. Um, Rather spread it out a little bit, not have all the good ones here on this one slate. But in any event, he's going to be in play for me if he starts. So keep an eye on that. The guards we've talked about a lot for Chicago, and I like them again tonight. Kobe White, great price on FanDuel, fifty-nine hundred. A little bit more expensive on DraftKings at sixty-five. Levine, same thing, eighty-four hundred on DraftKings, but only seventy-five hundred on FanDuel. One of my favorite shooting guard options tonight. want to mention Mr. Satoransky here who similar to Danny Green at 3500 on Draftkings, quite a GPP option low floor, solid ceiling. he's had one down game, one strong game. He's going up against his former team here so at 3500 I think you could definitely consider him. And then last guy in the Chicago Chicago side I want to mention Wendell Carter Jr. Really stepped it up against Golden State, uh, double-double with four assists. He's shooting a couple threes. Coach Donovan gave him some uh, positive words in the press. And he's only 5100 as a center on FanDuel, so I think you could look there. There's a, there's a couple centers in that price range on a FanDuel who I think are worth considering, and he is one of them. On the Washington side, we've got Russell Westbrook coming back into the lineup, and I'd love to get him out there coming off that strong triple-double. 15, 15, and 12, he's expensive though, 9,700 DraftKings, over 10,000 on FanDuel, so he probably won't make my first lineup, kind of like West. Uh, kind of like Curry, I'd like to get him in a second lineup, uh, perhaps I'll, I'll pair them up and add a few value plays and see if we go Stars and Scrubs on, on that secondary lineup, but a little expensive for the first lineup for me probably. Beal is a nice little discount from Westbrook, 9,300, DraftKings, 96 on FanDuel. Uh, I think if you want to go a little bit of a mini game stack here, you've got to get at least one of those guys, Westbrook or Beal. Pair them with uh, two, maybe even three Chicago Bulls and hope this one does shoot out and stay close. Uh, Thomas Bryant, 5,200 would be a pivot from Wendell Carter Jr. on FanDuel. Uh, in play for me there. All right, we're going to take a quick break and give you some more details on this tremendous offer we have from BetUS. If you're into sports betting and you want to combine that with your love of DFS, now is the best time ever to take advantage of it and join both of us. So check out the details here.
1: Listen up, sports bettors. It's go time, so put down the beer and make every sporting event more exciting by putting stakes on the line. Earn bragging rights over friends as you rake in the cash from each week's betting action, but don't settle for any other book. Choose America's favorite sportsbook with over 25 trusted years in the industry. You need a sportsbook with integrity and longevity, and most importantly, a sports book that pays. BetUS has your game with action on football, baseball, and basketball, MMA, golf, horses, and even esports. No other sportsbook in the industry is committed to their users like BetUS. So sign up now and get on the winning side of the ball.
0: All right, welcome back. Thank you again to BetUS for that tremendous offer. Again, make sure you use the promo code COACHTALK, all one word. And then after you've made that deposit at BetUS, send us a message on Twitter, at DFSCOACHTALK, and we'll get you into our Discord where we give out our lineups. And again, that membership with us goes all the way until April 1st. And it's full access to all of our sports. Line up for every slate, cash, and GPP in FanDuel that you can plug and play. Coach's clipboard on DraftKings with core plays and pivots. So we invite you to take advantage of that tremendous offer. All right, second half of the slate here. We've got five games left. Milwaukee and Miami. This is an interesting one here at 730 because these teams are going to have a rematch tomorrow. We're going to see a lot of that this season, so get used to it. This is the front end. Big piece of news here, Jimmy Butler is doubtful. So you get a little bit of, of a bump with Iguodala, most likely. And he is pretty cheap, but I don't think I'm gonna to get to him today. If you look at all the the other guards and wings for Miami, it's an interesting group here because there's a bunch of them that have been getting minutes, which is not the ideal situation for DFS, of course. But their prices are reasonable, so you could snag one of them. Let me, let me talk about some of these details here. We've got Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson, who both played 32 minutes in that Christmas game. And then you've got Dragic, who played 27, Avery Bradley 28, Iguodala 26. And that's with Jimmy Butler playing 16 minutes. So if he's out, you get a tiny little bump in minutes for all those guys. And their prices are pretty good. I think the the most exciting one is Tyler Hero, because he's 4,500 on FanDuel, and he's a small forward. Again, a bit of a quirk there. I don't know if I'm going to go to him today. I've already mentioned a bunch of small forwards I like, and he hasn't been doing that much. He hasn't been playing well, even though he's had those big minutes. So it's more of a GPP play if he finally clicks here and gets a little bit better usage and, and, and shoots well. Uh, Duncan Robinson certainly in play at his price, 4600 on FanDuel as a shooting guard. And then Dragic, you know, he's cheaper on DraftKings at 5800 um, You know, he's been solid off the bench. So it's at that price, though, uh, coming off the bench, it's a GPP play, if anything. Bradley getting big minutes, uh, not quite enough off- offensively for me to play him. On the Milwaukee side, Middleton is interesting here because, you know, he's so much cheaper than Giannis. He's been getting a ton of shots, been playing very well. So I I like him on both sites, 7,700, DraftKings 78 on FanDuel. And again, if Jimmy Butler's out, a little bit of an easier road for him. Iguodala is tough, but Middleton would be my favorite play on Milwaukee don't want to pay around 11000 for Giannis on either site. And Bobby Portis has been playing well, good minutes, but he's a little bit too expensive for me on this slate at 5000 DraftKings, 46, FanDuel. All right, let's go to the next one, Orlando and Oklahoma City. This is the only game at 8 o'clock, Then we wrap up with three games at 10 o'clock Eastern. This one is another... 218 total on BetUS. That's three of them here. And like the other ones, this is probably going to be a fade for me. Orlando, the five-point favorites here on the road, 3-0 and start. Congratulations to them. Oklahoma City coming in off a tough back-to-back situation with a one-point loss to Utah. They are 1-1. One and one. and uh, the story here is, is Shea Gilgis, Alexander, New role, uh, big minutes, big usage, at eighty-one hundred and eight thousand on the two sites. I probably won't go here in this lower total game. Uh, George Hill has been playing well. Coach has been on him as a value play here to start the season. More of a cash game play to me. You know, still not getting quite as quite enough minutes on a big slate to really get too excited about. Bazley probably a little bit too expensive for me on this slate. On the Orlando side, uh, Terrence Ross has been playing very well off the bench, shooting it well in all three games. A little bit pricey though in the 5k range. Foltz is a guy that we should keep an eye on. He's playing much better this year, but in the 6k range, not very excited about him here. Vucevic is probably the only guy I might play. If I, want, if I decide to pay up at center on FanDuel for 8400 you could go there. He hasn't been smashing it here in the regular season like he was in the preseason, but I think this could be the spot where he has one of his ceiling games. So it's certainly worth considering. All right, let's hit the 10 o'clock games. A couple more options likely here that we would we would actually use. The first one is New Orleans against Phoenix. This one's going to be played in Arizona. Uh, Total here 222, Phoenix two and a half point home favorites and they are two and one. And another team that I know Coach is excited about this year. From a DFS perspective I'm, I'm still a little bit hesitant to get heavily involved with them I don't like the inconsistency in the in the usage and the output with Chris Paul, Booker, and Ayton. Booker has been solid, but out of the three games, none of them have been over forty DraftKings points for him. Uh, he is cheap today on FanDuel, seventy-five hundred. Compare that to DraftKings, where he's ninety-one. So I'm not paying ninety-one for him. I could pay seventy-five for him. But he's the same price as Zach Levine, and he's $100 cheaper than a guy in the next game that we'll talk about who you might want to play. So uh, unlikely for me, but he'd be the one guy probably on Phoenix that I, that I might consider. Bridges has been playing well, but he's now he's now priced up, uh, too expensive. And then Jay Crowder, uh, he's under 5 k on both sites, so he's a GPP option. Again, inconsistent production so far. So, would not use him in cash, uh, but he, he could be a low-owned value play that, that would work out. A little bit more interested on the Pelican side because Brandon Ingram and Zion have been outstanding. Big usage. We're talking about 20 shots a game for both of them. Zion is the guy that I would look at probably a little bit more today at 8,600. I think you can, you can maneuver your lineup on FanDuel to pay up at power forward. Brandon Ingram, 8500 yeah, 8, on FanDuel, but he's at small forward where I like some of the, the cheaper options there, so I don't think you need to pay up for him. Lonzo Ball had a nice step in the, rex, in the right direction in that last game against San Antonio. And then uh, this is another team that went to that eight-man rotation against San Antonio, so thank you, Coach Van Gundy, for that. The only guys who came off the bench in that last one were Hart, Reddick, and Hayes. So uh, we'll keep an eye on that rotation, but, you know, as they, st- as they showed in the preseason, they are focused on getting these, these starters bigger minutes. And, man, is that a nice change of pace from last year when they were babying Zion all the way through the season. But they've unleashed him now, so uh, you could go there if your build is a little bit more balanced, which I think my primary build will be. All right, two games to go. Next, we've got the Timberwolves and the Clippers. Another 10 o'clock tip-off. And Clippers are 10-point favorites here, which is interesting, because in case you missed it, they lost their last game by 51 points to Dallas. I think it's probably going to be the craziest final score that we see all season. 124-73 to for an NBA title contending team to be down at 50, down by 50 at halftime. It set an NBA record, and it was absurd. Yes, Kawhi Leonard was out, but that's just unacceptable. So we'll see if Coach Lou gets him uh, back in the groove here. I I would think that they would respond and play more like the Clippers uh, in terms of the talent. So uh, we've got Kawhi questionable here. Will he come back after that laceration to the face? Hopefully he will. Hopefully he's good to go. Uh, Paul George is the guy that is most interesting to me here. He is the one I was referencing in the last game. He's $7,600 as a shooting guard on FanDuel. So another guy in that mix, in that price range. Nicholas Batum, man, has he been solid to start the year as a value play. And we've been on him. It's been great. And Marcus Morris is out again. So... Batum should be starting. He is getting priced up a little bit. Kind of like him on DraftKings today at only 4500 At 4800 now on FanDuel, not as attractive as a small forward. Uh, I prefer the early days here this season when he was back at 3500 One other guy to mention, I think, if Kawhi is out again, you could look at Luke, Luke Kennard at only 4000 as a shooting guard on FanDuel. If he starts again, I would expect him to play a little bit better than the last game. You know, everybody against Dallas was just a mess. So you could get him at lower ownership. On the Timberwolves' side, the big news, of course, is that the big cat is out with the wrist issue. And here comes one of my favorite value plays on the slate, Nas Reed. 5,100 on DraftKings as the power forward and center eligible. So there's one of those guys, if you don't like any of these center-only guys on DraftKings, just bump Reed over there, use him as your value play, uh, 5,100, and uh, that should open up your lineup. Also in play for me, on FanDuel at 4,500 as a power forward, if you want to pay down in one of those spots. In that last game against the Lakers where he got to start, he played 28 minutes, 11 points, 5 rebounds, 4 assists, heavily involved on both ends. You know, a lot of dribble handoffs offensively, so getting a chance to get uh, a number of assists and easily could have had more if Minnesota had a better shooting game. Um, I think Anthony Edwards was one for nine on three pointers, so you know, everybody was uh, was playing poorly that game. But that was, you know, keep in mind that was the situation where Timberwolves had played the night before in Utah, and anytime you've got a a double uh, a back-to-back. Uh, situation involving playing in Utah. It's pretty tough on the body, and we see it time and time again where guys struggle uh, with that Utah game being involved in the mix. So now they get an extra day off where they're just staying there around the Staples Center, and they come back and play the Clippers. So it's a long-winded way of saying that I like Nas Reed here. I like how he looked. I like his minutes. I like his involvement. And he is shooting a couple threes, too. So another guy that uh, you could get A nice spike there. Not really interested in any of the other Minnesota guys. Uh, Anthony Anthony Edwards has been pretty solid in terms of his production off the bench. Didn't shoot well in the last game, like I mentioned. So we'll keep an eye on him, but a little bit too pricey for me on this slate. All right, last game of the night. We've got Denver and Sacramento. And... Denver coming in on the back to back after the win over Houston. And Sacramento coming in after Fox threw up a real dud against Phoenix in that back to back. So I look for a little bit of a bounce back from De'Aaron Fox. Uh, Okay, price in the 7K range. Uh, Not really interested, though, in, in Sacramento much otherwise. I mean, so much split minutes and usage with those bigs. So uh, I, I don't think I want to go there. Getting back to Denver, uh, potential value play would be Monte Morris, around 4000 on both sites. He's been playing well off the bench. Uh, Jamal Murray has not really been playing well, and he doesn't really look to me to be in the best of shape. He signed that big contract and just doesn't look quite motivated Quite at peak Jamal Murray so Morris has been taking advantage Uh, you know I don't look to him for a ceiling game so he's more of a cash game value play potentially Um, Michael Porter jr. uh, continues to be in play for me on FanDuel as a small forward at 5900 I like I like his price Mentioned him or used him some on the last slate after he was called out in the press by Coach Malone for his lack of defensive focus against the Clippers. And, you know, he didn't quite get a a smash game against Houston, but it was a strange one where, uh, you know, he didn't need full minutes. Uh, It was a bit of a blowout. Despite that situation, Jokic uh, sure performed well. Man, what a game from him. 19 points, 12 rebounds, and 18 assists. And interesting that he's handling the ball so much. No other starter on Denver had more than two assists in this game last night against Houston. And he had 18. And one thing I like is that after the game, I watched the interview with him on local television there in Denver on League Pass. And he was talking about his facilitation but also how he needed to be more aggressive because he didn't shoot in the second half. So I like that he's talking about that and aware of it because we know in, in recent times, he sometimes will disappear and just decide, I'm not gonna shoot today, I'll just pass. So if he's you know getting upwards of 18 assists and he has the mindset of, I also need to continue to be a threat uh, scoring wise, which will open up our opportunities for my teammates. Then that's the best situation you can have with Jokic. You're going to have to pay up for him here, over 10k on both sites. Um, but I think it's worth considering you know, if you're going to pay up. He's just off to a, off to a tremendous start. All right, that can that completes our 10 game slate. If you could on YouTube, uh, hit the like button and subscribe, so you know when our podcasts post. Uh, appreciate your support on social media. Uh, In terms of upcoming shows, uh, the schedule is a little bit in flux here with Coach being ill. So again, we hope that he comes back soon. Um, But we will continue to have our uh, regular NFL podcasts, big week 17 coming up here, a lot of moving parts, Uh, one of the weeks that's most important to follow the news. So uh, check out our NFL podcast. Shane and I will be getting you ready for the main slate in week 17. All right. Thank you all for joining us. Uh, We'll we'll leave it right here. Uh, look forward to seeing you here later in the week. Again, if you want our lineups, two ways to join as members. On the bottom of the screen, the uh, BetUS situation, tremendous offer. Or the top of the screen, there's our website, dfscoachtalk.com. Very easy to join as a member there. So on behalf of the entire DFS Coach Talk team, I'm Andrew Hansen. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you next time as we look to crush it in DFS.